0: Welcome to Link in the Wealth. I'm your host, uh, Akindale Akinyemi, President and CEO of the Global African Business Association. And we're going to talk about today about the vision. So I get a lot of questions about why did you start GABA, what used to be called the National African Business Association, and evolved into GABA? Well, there's a few things that people need to understand. Um, I look at these black organizations and black business associations as a first step of cultivating. Um, business talent within the community and business support within the community. Whether you belong to a a black business association or the black chamber of commerce, I look at those things as stepping stones and for most part, they've done their job. When I started the National African Business Association, along with three other people, Uh, Seven years ago, my vision wasn't just to create a business association for um, African business owners, but it was to create a mechanism to link the business to the ecosystem of a small community that needed to be redeveloped, which is the reason why we picked Inkster, Michigan. For those who are listening to this broadcast, Inkster is seven to 10 miles west of Detroit. It is the largest African-American population outside of um, Detroit in, in Wayne County, Michigan, about six minutes, maybe seven minutes from Detroit Metropolitan Airport in Romulus, Michigan. And the thing about Inkster that caught my attention because I had worked in Inkster previously before even launching this movement, um, what was interesting about Inkster um, was the fact that it's a residential community. And it's a black residential community that have about 24,000 residents, six square miles, uh, a poverty rate of 34%. And if you go on, if you go to um, a census track like census track 5704 which uh, the boundaries of that track is normally Michigan Avenue um, down to Annapolis Harrison Road and Middlebelt that is one of the poorest areas in the city of Inkster on the south side and looking at the housing stock looking at the lack of resources for businesses Uh, amenities no entertainment district no cultural district old library um, and most importantly uh, people with low educational attainment as well as the loss of a school district in my mind it gave I'm thinking about hey look you know Hamtramck um, used to be Polish and now it's controlled by the Bangladeshi and Yemeni communities. In Armenians, you have places like um, Oak Park that was predominantly Jewish, now it's African-American and somewhat uh, Senegalese and Gambian. Gibbs Southfield which used to be predominantly white, which is now African-American and um, Nigerian. East Point, Michigan, what used to be called East Detroit, up until 1992, uh, when the residents, the white residents, voted to change the name from East from East Detroit to East Point because they didn't want to be um, they didn't want to be connected or have a connotation to Detroit. Um, now that city is predominantly black, with its first black mayor, Monique Owens. And you look at Harper Woods, which used to be predominantly white, it's now predominantly black with its first black mayor. Um, I forget the sister's name, but I'm looking at these, I'm looking at these trends. Dearborn used to be predominantly white and racist, and now it's predominantly uh, Arab, uh, Middle Eastern. Same thing with Dearborn Heights. So my ideal was to create a homeland for African immigrants and refugees in the city of Inkster. That's never been a secret with me. And with all the land that's available, I said to myself, this will be a prime opportunity for us to get engaged, get involved, and to develop a 21st century community for black immigrants and refugees who are looking to resettle and looking to um rebuild their lives. That's always been my case. I never had a, a motive behind that. I never had and um I never had anything to hide from that. So the ideal was looking at the housing stock, looking at some of the lack of amenities. I mean when you look at a grocery store on the north side of Inkster along with two pharmacies across the street from one another, CVS and Walgreens. But you look down south of Michigan Avenue, there's no pharmacies. There's no grocery stores. Um, there's no There's no clubs. There's no entertainment outlet. Um, that gives you an opportunity to understand that there's some growth and potential here. You know, especially... Uh, at that particular point in time, when we launched as NABA, um, we still had film credits here in the state of Michigan, which, uh, which would have meant that we could have uh, produced some Nollywood movies right here in the city of Inkster. A former governor, former Michigan governor, Rick Snyder, eliminated those film credits. And a lot of that, those businesses went to Georgia, um, but we had an opportunity to even create a Nollywood, um, kind of a Nollywood production right there in the city of Inkster to boost the economy. And we connected with some local Nollywood producers that were in our, in our orbit very early on um, who were going to produce those movies. And we, we would just need to access those film credits. But that didn't happen. And that's okay. So the former mayor of Inkster, whose name was Hillett Hampton, he, um, we did a presentation, myself and my co-founder did a presentation in front of uh, city council with uh, Mayor Hampton, uh, councilman Tim Williams, councilman Denard Shaw, Councilwoman Kim Howard, um, uh, Councilman Lorenzo Moner, who passed away, and I'm missing one person. Unfortunately, we had Mayor Hampton. And um, <clears throat> we were, um, myself and my co founder, Rary Onamake. we. Did a presentation in front of city council about the National African Business Association. I, this is after we. This is after we were introduced to the community through my aunt at a place called the Avenue. The Avenue was owned by Patrick Wimberly, who is the current mayor of the city of Inkster. We did a community opening. I flew up from Houston. Um, which, by the way, the National African Business Association started um, on the telephone. Most people don't know that. (laughs) I was still living in Houston, in Southwest Houston, teaching when we launched NABBA. Started on the telephone. Two Nigerians, two Gambians. So we did a, a community opening, and then we presented in front of city council, and then Conversations with uh, Mayor Hampton started to take place along with the former city manager, uh, Richard Marsh. And um, Mayor Hampton basically asked us, well, what is our intention here in the city of Inkster? Because so many people come and go with promises. you know." And I told him my promise is I'll be committed to the city as long as the city is committed to our mission. Uh, we'll get involved if you appoint us to a couple of boards and commissions as opposed to just running for office. And um, that's what he did. So he um, spearheaded um, a group of us to get on the Inkster Downtown Development Authority, um, the Inkster Tax Increment Finance Authority Board, um, which is the Economic Development Corporation. Um, And originally, we, we were going to have five GABA members run for... Um, the Inkster Library Board and what happened with that was four out of the five were weren't registered voters in the city of Inkster so Felicia Rutledge had to strike um, had to cancel those four uh, members uh, which left me on the ballot and that's how I got on the library board but the strategy never died and so Um, Once we were on our downtown development authority, we had to learn about tax increment financing Um, We had to figure out why our DDA weren't capturing taxes Um, Which we found out that um, when the crash occurred in 2008 um, The city has been very slow uh, to rebound from tax increment financing to capture taxes and so um we looked at some alternatives right away one of the things that we paid attention to was the uh, a two a two mil levy on commercial properties in the city of Inkster now you know me personally I'm not a person that believe in raising taxes for anybody uh, unless it is absolutely necessary but when the uh, former city treasurer uh, i think is March, on uh, Screwed dryer. Um, he was the former city treasurer. Gave a report to us that we will only be capturing roughly around twenty-two thousand dollars. And um, if we levy, if we levy some uh, levy two mills, uh, you can do that as a downtown development authority here in the state of Michigan. Um, you can do um, TIF You can do tax capture uh, for your authority as well as. Uh, levy two meals to create a budget of um, twenty 27 thousand dollars we figured uh, we may want to look at the ex- exploration of a 501c3 uh, which we ended up doing uh, because at the same tokens uh, at the same token while we were discussing that um, we were part of the main Street program through the state of Michigan been um, trying and was trying to actively uh, move up the ladder um, move up the ladder in terms of of getting established with Main Street with the Main Street program as well as getting Main Street funding. <clears throat> um, the problem was we could never establish an executive director for the Main Street program. And um, Jeannie Fields, you know, gave us some options. Um, we looked at internships. Uh, I even had a conversation about Uh, Why are we paying Ken Cole, which is the city attorney, I mean, excuse me, the city lobbyist, and I like Ken Cole, but why are we paying him $30,000 or earmarking $30,000, $40,000, whatever whatever we're paying him, when that money could be um, directed towards towards, um, an executive director to establish for DDA, and nobody wanted to budge. And the Main Street program kind of went to the sideways because we could never get volunteers as well as um, getting people really to participate. Now on the DDA, we had five Nigerians at one point, uh, which has never happened here in the United States, um, led by a chairperson myself. And um, we had members of the Inkster Chamber of Commerce on that board as well. So we had a pretty active DDA board. One of the things I recommended was I think what we need to do is do some things internally. And with Inkster was to develop a cultural arts district. And I brought that up early on only because um, one of the things me driving around Inkster, every time we would drive around Inkster, Uh, and showcase the city to investors and developers, I noticed that there was no type of vibrancy, um, not just in its downtown core, but just in the neighborhood core, there was no vibrancy. And so uh, we decided to um, create a downtown, uh, a a cultural arts district uh, with our partners in um, RAF Detroit. Now RAF Detroit is ran by, co-founded by Paul Carr and Christopher Gaston. Uh, Christopher Gaston is a DJ um, here in Metro Detroit. I, he's actually a childhood friend of mine. And Paul Carr is a old high school friend of mine I've known for over 30 years. Paul was the one um, who had a, a deep interest in um, saying, hey, look, you know, we're being kind of pushed out of Detroit. Let's look at Inkster as an alternative. Paul put together this um, this meeting downtown Detroit for us, um, myself and Rary, along with um, some of the key artists and creatives in the community. One being, of course, uh, Jessica Care Moore. Um, you had um, you had a lot of you had a uh, Uh, Brother Haru was was involved in that. Uh, You had um, a few other creatives that wanted, that had interest in coming to Inkster. And, you know, I said, we need to set up a long-term game with this culture arts piece. And we wanted to um, move forward with that. And we integrated that that platform as part of our, as part of our, plan through down through the inkster downtown development authority and eventually and lo and behold uh, one of our gaba members uh, who sat on the dda with us Brittany abilu had a contact with greenpath she was doing some work with them and greenpath financial wellness uh, which at that time they were in farmington hills and um we connected with them, she connected us with them, we took a tour of to to the facility, sat down, talked to the representative. Representative was interested in doing a mural in the city of Inkster. Um, um, the muralist was uh, world renowned, Sydney James, uh, who's been all over the planet um, doing murals, uh, sister from Cast Tech. And um, between Paul and Brittany, in Path, we managed to get our first mural up in the city of Inkster. Uh, with the wall, with the building being donated by um, now Mayor Patrick Wimberly, and so uh, <clears throat> that 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 train left the station with that. And then um, another brother named Waleed out of Highland Park uh, did another mural for us in Inkster. Um, right next to, right on the wall of the plasma center in downtown Inkster, uh, within our downtown development authority, so we managed to get two murals up um, to kind of jumpstart this culture arts piece. Now we were trying to, at that time, we were also trying to do a farmers market um, through the Eastern Market, um, but uh, that current mayor, that mayor that we work that we were working under, uh, Byron Nolan, um, this guy played so much politics, he played a lot of politics and a lot of nonsensical foolishness um, to kind of kill that because he wanted to do a farmer's market, you know, go figure. Um, When you look at, when you look at what we were doing on the Inkster Library board, um, the Leanna Hicks Inkster Library board, you know, I was elected um, to the board as a secretary first, um, then I moved from secretary to vice president, vice president, and spent my last two years on the board as president. Um, Michael Wells, who had been on the board, well, he's been on the board now for about twenty something years. Uh, Michael Wells, um, who was very passionate about the library, um, you know, he kind of led him, he kind of led effort um, when the. To separate the library from the city, and um, and and it become its own entity, um, where the library is funded strictly with property taxes. They levy two mills on, on property on properties in the city of Inkster every ten years, and um, during my tenure on the library board. Um, the first thing I wanted to let people know was why was why was I joined the library board as opposed to city council or anything of that nature? And, and the real reason was, you know, I'm a academician. I've been a educator for years, um, you know, professionally. And the loss of a school district in the city of Inkster um, would hinder its progress to bounce back long term. And the next best thing was the library board, a library board and um, a library system is an educational system. This is pretty much the last hurrah (laughs) when as it pertains to um, educating the public about certain things. And so uh, I joined the library board because I looked at it as an educational opportunity to impact residents within the city of Inkster. And, um, we, you know, again, you know, early on uh, I was trying to partner, um, had the library, actually I had the library board partner with DDA on the Main Street project. Um, we looked at, uh, we looked at bringing new programs to the, to, to the Inkster Library, or well, Leanna Hicks Library Board of Inkster, um, new programming. We, at one point we had um, the Bullish Institute out of Detroit. Uh, That's Ken blanks Horrell. We had him coming out teaching stock market classes. Um, In fact, one of the early things we did in NABBA, um, as a National African Business Association, um, we taught financial literacy classes. Um, That was Kimo Barrow, one of our founders. Um, So we've always, he, he was teaching finance. And then, of course, Brittany Abilu did her thing as well. So we've always had a relationship. This organization has always had a relationship with the library from day one and um, here I am on the board, um, you know, on the library board and looking at the budget and realizing that there is $1.8 million in a building fund. But the question was, where do you build a library? Where do you, or where do you uh, reinvent the will for a library? And so what we did was, we, there was a lot of debate around the table um, but I kept pushing the fact that I kept pushing the fact that this, you know, wherever we decide to set up this library, has to be on a bus line. I kept having those conversations. Has to be on a bus line. It has to be on, uh, to be on um, a, an area where senior citizens can have accessibility to the library because Inkster is not a big city. It has to be connected to um, um, driving development and also has to be connected to cultural arts. I kept bringing that issue up over and over again while we were, um, uh, increasing programming at the library. Um, and so, uh, and so what happened, um, as, as we're having these conversations, mysteriously, the library got flooded and the city was not going to pay for the damages. And we had to end up moving, uh, to another location. And we ended up in a temporary location on Inkster Road and um, Inkster Road uh, on the north side of Inkster. And that's where we started putting our plans together to um, open a new library. Um, Hired the architect and we got the ball rolling. Now, this is happening under my watch, under my leadership. And, um, you know, there was a lot of debate, a lot of intense debate between, um, the library director, Donna Sherrell at that time, and, um, the treasurer, Michael Wells, they didn't like each other. I knew that, um, must be an Aries thing or something. I don't know, but you know, they, they've always battled and, um, you know, several times me being the leader I am in terms of mediation, I would try to calm both, of calm both of them down. It was, it's crazy. I mean, a library board, and I started understanding, the dynamics of Black leadership, not just in Inkster, but just in general, you know, me working for city council, um, you know, a decade earlier, just understanding the dynamics of Black leadership, I started realizing that we drastically need to move in a different direction as it pertains to um, making an impact. And, you know, the threat the threat has always been in the city of Inkster with me is that uh, Kimbele and his team wants to take over the city and turn it into an Africa town. And I never denied that. I didn't call it an Africa town, but I never denied that we wanted to take over the city, but not take over the city and push residents out. That's not what that's about. What we wanted to, what the ideal was, was to fuse culture between African-Americans And continental and the African diaspora, preferably continental Africans, to create an economic ecosystem of uh, being uh, uh, self-sustainability. That's what the ideal was. Um, So you look at the library board. You look at the library board. um, We're moving the process forward through all the chaos. We're moving the process forward. Um... People not showing up at the library meetings. You know, people are trying to set us up on local four uh, channel. You yeah, uh, had the news. You yeah, had the news uh, investigating us. Um, the mayor is, is behind all these all these things through his cronies and Insta Task Force and all this nonsense. And um, we, at, you know, then on top of that, we had to uh, pass a millage. <laughs> So we have all this chaos going on and then we have to also pass a millage. Um, we managed to purchase the old social security building that already existed, um, over there on 2,500 Hamlin. I signed off on that, um, to get us the building. And, um, after the board agreed that this is where we want to, um, launch our new library, signed off on it. And, um, uh, myself and Donna Sherrill, and then um, then we got to work, you know, putting together the you know putting together the renderings, looking at the construction management companies um, who's going to help build it, and uh, shovels were in the ground. Um, there was a lot of press. Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib showed up, along with all these wonderful dignitaries, um, to 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 make this work, and then. Um, at the same token, while shovels are in the ground and the library project is off the ground, um, we also have managed to pass the millage. Um, pass the millage. And so we were very grateful that we could kill two birds and one stone through all the stress. Kill two birds and one stone. Now I'm sharing this with you because of this. I'm sharing this with you because oftentimes we go through hard steps and hard things to get things done. And, you know, us coming to Inkster, I, I told you the library to me was an educational opportunity of impact, but it was also an anchor institution for the cultural arts district because what I believe Is if you have an anchor institution in a downtown area like Inkster, with a library, and you have cultural and you have the culturalization of a community through murals, through marketplaces, through farmers markets and things of that nature. There's a farmers market that go on, I believe, every Wednesday, um, through the Inkster Task Force. when you have those things in sync, it will bring small and medium-sized enterprises to the city. And we have been already courting our African and Caribbean community to invest in Inkster, purchase land, uh, move to Inkster if you choose to, uh, open businesses and things of that nature. And You know, again, on one end, we're doing our job as a Global African Business Association and on the other end, what I'm realizing is that there are certain things that are just broken that people don't want to fix in the city of Inkster. And so I looked at Inkster as, um, and, and I'll go a little bit deeper for those who are listening to this broadcast. Um, you could take an area like Stratford Place, which is a condominium complex. This is where we used to meet early on. as as an organization, Stratford Place, right there on Michigan Avenue, what behind Stratford Place is land that's controlled by the city. Because Stratford Place is an incomplete condominium complex. Because when the developer lost his money, that guy just packed up and moved out of state or out of the country, and the development was incomplete. What ideal... When you're looking at the demographics of Inkster in terms of educational attainment, we found out that 33% of the city's population have, an, have some type of community college or associate's degree, which told me, unlike uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, unlike Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is a, a college town of the University of Michigan or East Lansing, uh, Michigan, which is where Michigan State is located, these are college towns you could create a community college synergy or a community college town in the city of Inkster to create a 21st century economic development based around the community college that is serviced, in this case, Wayne County Community College District. And so, and actually, Wayne County Community College District did set up shop initially at the Booker T. Dozier Rec Center But that kind of fell through because of COVID-19. Now, going back to that, if we could find a developer to develop Stratford Place, okay? Then this is important. And you create international housing. It could be condominiums. It could be however you want to develop it. But if you create international housing that's connected to that's what that's part of Stratford place and you connect the pipeline right to the library to the community college i guarantee you an african immigrant or 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 a refugee or a caribbean immigrant or refugee they want to open up a restaurant they want to open up a, a a braiding shop they want to open up uh, uh some type of um where they can serve food or sell food or a grocery store or market, they are going to use their creativity to do that. Our job in the Global African Business Association was supposed to provide the technical knowledge and also the technical resources, i.e. things like micro-lending to provide the resources necessary for those immigrants and refugees to flourish. That's what we're supposed to do. And you go to another housing development that's incomplete on the south side, that's Annapolis Point. It's the same scenario. And so we have, so when I'm moving to Inkster, we had the opportunity to create our own ecosystem. Our own housing, our own development, we looked at. We we looked at, and and the thing is, as I kept digging deeper and deeper, being the researcher that I am, I realized that in order to change this stuff in Inkster, we got to start looking at things differently. We got to look at some zoning. A lot of the zoning ordinances are outdated. We have to look at the city charter. The city charter is somewhat skewed, and we have to look at um, the master plan. So what we did, speaking of the master plan, one one of the things that GABA did with, uh, was in, we we participated in the discussions on the master plan back in 2016. And we inserted the GABA plan within the master plan of the city of Inkster. So when you go through the master plan and you're looking at things like an EB-5 regional center, when you're looking at things like a STEM center, when you're looking at things like international housing, you see those th- things that you may not understand. Well, that was the Global African Business Association sitting at the table with the residents with the city of Inkster, inserting the GABA plan very quietly. And now we're in a, and now we're at a point where um, we're looking at um, amending some of the city ch- city charter. So I'm leading the effort right now, um, as I. I'll talk to you on this broadcast. Leading the effort, showing leadership like I've always shown leadership, um, and accountability and integrity and trust to the people who are listening to this broadcast. Um, amending the city charter um, to make Inkster a better place. So, what are the, what are we doing with this city charter this time? Well, what we're looking at doing is moving it from six members to six um, council members to seven council members. The seventh seat will be the city council president seat. And also it would be um, it would be an at large seat. That means you have to run citywide. So you have seven seats with a four, three tie breaking vote. You have uh, it'll be by staggered terms. So the top four so the top four people with the top votes, they'll get four years and and the bottom three will get three years. And so that way, the brain trust will be always remain on the city council. We're looking at reducing the mayor's salary from 130,000 to 65,000, so people won't just be running for the mayoral position for money, because Inkster is an impoverished community. So if because it's impoverished, people are looking for a next job and a next paycheck as opposed to a next opportunity. So we're looking to reduce that, and also looking to. Change the format of city clerk from appointed by the mayor and city council to an elected position. We are also taking a look at police commission. This is my personal idea. Five members. Um, five members. There's there's a strict criteria we have to adhere by. Um, this is this is people with police oversight. Now, why why am I doing this? Because this again opens the door for an opportunity for African and Caribbean immigrants to be get engaged, We have African-Americans on these boards of commissions, but this, but you know, if, if folks are telling me, I can delay, we simply in Inkster do not have the talent pool, the talent pool, and we don't have the education and we don't have, we don't have the vision to take this city to the next step. Now, these are folks who have been in the community. I'm not gonna tell you who was on this ad hoc committee with me, I'm not gonna tell you that on this broadcast, but these people have. Um, these people are, are well-known in the community and they under, they're the brain trust. And they have told me this to my face or oh, in every single meeting, then this gives African and Caribbean, opportunity, African Caribbean immigrants and refugees an opportunity to, hey, look, set up shop in the city of Inkster. Once we get it on the ballot in 2022, and it's passed, then we can proceed. And it's passed, then we can proceed with um, <laughs> moving forward with the GABA plan. That's just the reality of the situation. And again, this is your GABA president doing these things. And then we can take a look at we can we can take a look at what the ordinances are going to look like next, because we're going to go after the ordinances, which is something dear to my heart because if we can change some ordinances, then we can really position the GABA plan in such a way that it will be untouchable and also use as a model, not just for other local communities in the United States that look like us, but also globally uh, in global communities across the continent of Africa. I wanna say this on this broadcast that the ordinances are very, very vital because we can change a zoning requirement in a place like Stratford Place from a traditional um, residential zoning to um, residential zoning to perhaps uh, a zoning for international housing only. Now the zoning now zoning is very is very key um, in in modern day development. It's always been it's it's been used traditionally in the United States. Um, uh, to keep certain black folks out of certain areas like single family um, housing, single family zoning. Uh, We know that that's rooted in racism. Uh, We know that redlining and all these things are rooted in racism. And so we have an opportunity as a black city to eliminate um, what white folks had originally designed for us and create our own zoning. We can have a technological um, we can have a technological uh, zone in the city of Inkster where we can build a, a research and development park for Innocent motor vehicles to do their R&D right here in the state of Michigan. Now, the Innocent, this is a Nigerian uh, motor company um, in the city uh, in Nigeria, and we can rezone it as we can rezone it in part of Inkster as a technology or R&D zone. To make that happen, I mean, this is the, these are the, this is the power of your planning commission, and this is the power of your city council. But as these elders have told me, we need a better city council. So why am I working on all these things? Because I'm positioning the city of Inkster as an impact community globally uh, to really do to really uh, connect uh, the city to the continent of Africa and the Caribbean, and that's very 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 important, especially through cultural arts and library information systems, um, as it pertains to, um, as it pertains to local and global empowerment. This is what we've been working on for seven years, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, people, I'll just say this, you know, when you look at other communities that we're working in like Romulus, Michigan, Romulus is a, just real briefly. I know we're talking about Inkster, but I'm gonna say this about Romulus. Romulus is our international headquarters that will not change. However, Romulus is also an African continental free trade area city. Now, no one has ever used that term like that. An African continental free trade area city here in the United States. It's a Nagoa city, African Growth Opportunity Act. Now, why, is, why did I say that? Because you can set up a business in the African Continental Free Trade Area as these countries continue to ratify um, their instruments in terms of being part of the African Continental Free Trade Area. And you have biz- you have uh, large corporations and B2B doing trading with each other on the continent. You can have a business in Romulus. You can have a shipping uh, e-commerce you can have a shipping business you can have an import export business you can have uh, uh, you could be uh, exporting solar panels from the state of Michigan um, right to Nigeria or right to Ghana or Senegal and your company there is also producing uh, producing uh, solar panels to send across to Botswana or Kenya well you have an American company based in Senegal or Nigeria and you're doing large volumes of of building solar panels or building cars, you're part of the African Continental Free Trade Area. And that's why I use that terminology with Romulus as an African Continental Free Trade Area city, because Romulus, Michigan, even though it's 36 square miles and 23,000 residents, this is where Detroit Metropolitan Airport is located, as well as um, um, Amazon. two Amazon facilities, a General Motors facility, And guess what? Out of all those amenities and logistics that Romulus have, they don't have a grocery store. They don't have an entertainment district. And once again, African and Caribbean people have an opportunity through all these tools, through all these tools, we have EB-5, direct investor visa. We have opportunity zones. We have foreign trade zones. We have all these tools at our disposal to build from the ground up an entertainment district right at the airport in romulus michigan we have where you can do have a uh, studio uh, uh where you do streaming television movies things of that nature and you could connect that same streaming and, and movie studio connect it right to nigeria or kenya or or south africa and it's all part of the supply chain ladies and gentlemen that's what i'm trying to get with this and so i'll go with this uh, same thing with e-commerce, um, the African Growth Opportunity Act. You have you have textiles coming from Ghana or Nigeria, or 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 Kenya, or even Cameroon. No, not Cameroon. Cameroon's not part of uh, Agoa anymore. Well, Togo. I'm gonna use Togo for this example. And you have this these goods coming to Romulus. Well, you're gonna get. Guess what's gonna happen at the port of entry you're not going to get slapped with no tariffs because it's part of a goa because the US has a relationship with those nations and then you move moving into a foreign trade zone in your warehouse you're not going to get taxed until it hit the retail market so what i'm sharing with you ladies and gentlemen is that we have the state of Michigan sit on the great lakes and that's why we launched gaba here and everybody is sitting around the table going damn wow we didn't look at it from this angle and i want you to understand in the context with business government and technology as a relationship within the fourth industrial revolution this is what the global african business association is talking about you have an opportunity in a city like inkster and in a city like romulus to make an impact whether you call it consider yourself a real estate agent or a commercial broker, or, you work an or you're working in entertainment, or you're working in the import-export space or education or community development, we have an opportunity. But see, it takes a team, a team effort to make this work. I cannot be the only one that's doing the work. I'm leading the effort right now To change the charter a little bit in the city of Inkster to give our community more voices at the table. I have I've built a library for us. And I don't like using the word I because I don't want to, it's not about my ego, but I gotta be honest. I'm working on opening the doors for us through the city charter, African and Caribbean immigrants. I built help lead an effort to build a library we built the court we built murals up we've talked we've spoken with we've spoken with members of government which one showed up friday <laughs> at, at, at cola restaurant in ultra lounge that was lieutenant governor michigan lieutenant governor garland Gilchrist. he's aware of what we're doing You see where I'm going with this? I've traveled. I've been to Texas to talk to our our brothers and sisters, my team in Texas and stakeholders. I've been in in Nebraska. You know, I've, I've, I've been to Georgia. I've traveled on behalf of GABA. The question becomes, what will you do to help enhance this movement to another level? Whether you are a member of GABA or not, that's not here or there. But my question is, educating people on social media about Africa, educating people about the opportunities about Africa, showing people that Africa is developed, showing people that you can link the wealth between Africa and the United States through a means like the Global African Business Association, understanding what GABA brings to the table with business, government, and technology the question becomes, what will you who are listening to this broadcast do to promote the platform of GABA? Whether you're a member or not, you ain't got to be a member of GABA. You just want to promote the voice and the platform. And the voice and the platform is simply this. we. You don't even have to mention GABA by name, but what you should be mentioning is the fact that what we have been doing in the United States as African Americans has not worked we we are regressing we're we're still talking about voter suppression we're still talking about our rights uh, uh in terms of the the rate of uh, the racial wealth gap is getting wider we're still talking about how to improve education so a lot of the things that we have discussed for the past 50 years hell we're still at, at square one so we need to be looking at a different me- um a different method and a different strategy to impact our communities at large. And the way we do that, ladies and gentlemen, is linking the wealth between Africa, the Caribbean, and the United States with black folks. Whether we're gonna connect Michigan to Brazil, which by the way, the largest black population in the Western Hemisphere is Brazil. People don't know that. Slavery didn't end in Brazil till 1888. Slavery technically ended in the United States in 1863. So that gives you an idea that a lot of African people live in Brazil. Are we tapping into that ecosystem of empowerment? That's wealth in Brazil. Brazilian, black Brazilians catch the same hell as African-Americans here in the United States. They get beat by the police, they get killed by the police, they get raped by the police. They're catching the same hell. So what I'm sharing with you, ladies and gentlemen, is help me build this platform the same way I've helped you and if you—if we can help each other we will win in the end we're getting ready to go into 2022 we're talking about we're talking about four months before we go into 2022 are you part of the GABA plan are you with the vision and the impact and the action that it will take For us to transform a city like ink. See we give up on ink. See we can't give up on cities like that. When people are begging. People like us. To help them. Move into the 21st century. And that's where we're at. We're here. We're ready. And we're not going to stop. Just an inkster. Inkster is not. Inkster is not part of the in the middle of our solar system, Inkster is part of our GABA galaxy. It's just a star. It's one of the many things that we have to make an impact in. Houston, Texas, Inkster, Romulus, Detroit, Benton Harbor, Michigan, uh, uh, New York, Atlanta. They're part of the major, uh, uh, Abuja, Nigeria, Accra, Ghana, Freetown, Charlotte, North Carolina, Um, 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 you know, um, Uh, uh, mozambique these are part of our constellation our gaba constellation so we have to move the constellation in sync the same way the stars the stars and the constellations in the universe are moving in sync we have to move the gaba plan in sync so i need you all to understand that this plan is the best plan and if we work together with the gaba plan with the GABA plan, not talking about your individual self, not your individual business. See, when you function as an individual, you make some small successes, but when you focus as a team, you conquer communities in a way that's unimaginable. Your small business that you wanna promote so tough, that's one degree of success. But if you're trying to compete with the Lions, you gotta work as a team. And that, my friends, is the truth. Now, if you're serious, go to GABA network.com, G-A-B-A-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com, and I challenge you to post on your social media sites about GABA, and I dare you to post on your social media sites about. People do it. We should do business in Africa. Africans should do business in the U.S. And one last thing, it's amazing how the U.S., uh, how U.S. foreign policy towards Africa is always these white folks who want to, uh, Fortune 500 companies that want to impact the continent and exploit the resources. Where is the Nigerian, where is the Nigerian, the Ghanaian, the Sierra Leone? Where are those Foreign policies towards Black communities here in the United States to do business, to influence government and technology. Where is that foreign uh, platform policy platform? I'm gonna tell you exactly where it's at. It does not exist, and that is the reason why we in the Global African Business Association is in a unique position to connect with our chamber of commerces and to connect with our brothers, uh, connect with our our, our partners through our chamber of commerce on the continent, like in the Abuja chamber of commerce and industry and to connect with those chambers to, to use us as a conduit to do business here in the United States. This is what makes GABA great. And it's a two way street of winning and we have a lot of work to do. So if you're with me, Go to Gabanetwork.com, G-A-B-A-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com, or hit me up. Let me know that you're really with me. Sometimes being on this, sometimes I feel like you're alone on this journey. Let me know you're seriously with me. Thank you for listening.